You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. The delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw, the runner breaks to the plate, here's the throw, wow. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Starbucks with Jim and Donardo. I'm your host, Anthony Donardo. With me on this glorious, freezing Wednesday, Jim Rosati. How you doing, Jim? Good morning. Good morning. It's uh, 10 degrees here in snowy Louisville, Kentucky today. That just amazes me. It's crazy what's going on around the country right now. I mean, man, 10 degrees. It's 14 as we can see in Pittsburgh. It's 10 degrees there. I'm cold, but I mean, it's 50 here. I have no complaints, especially with all the stuff that's rummy really happening right now. Sad. What's going on in Texas? But crazy, man, yeah. man, oh man, yeah, crazy weather. And it looks like today's kind of another round coming through, so right, yeah. So, so. 10 <laughs> degrees, and you said it snowed, right? 10 degrees, and we've got we probably have five to six inches of snow on the ground right now, yeah, man. Gyms which here, which here, yeah, I mean, that, the roads aren't great right now. They weren't yesterday. They may be a little better today because it didn't snow overnight. But uh, we're not like Pittsburgh. Like, Pittsburgh usually is, you know, it's a city you're used to getting some snow. You can handle the snow. Sure. It gets dealt with pretty right. pretty easily. Here's, we get we get maybe two snowfalls a year. And typically, it's like an inch, two inches, right? Okay. And even that sometimes, like, cancels school, right? Um, but we don't typically get snowfalls like this. We've had a few, like, in the in the decade or so that I've lived here. But typically, we don't get this kind of snow. Gotcha. So, I mean, you're, basically what you're saying is that no one's really prepared for what's happening right now in Kentucky either, in Louisville. Louisville. Um, we're more prepared than people in, you know, further south states. But, but yeah, we we typically, we typically aren't. It takes us a couple of days to get get over a, a few inches of snow like this. Gotcha. Interesting. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. So, basically, half the country's under snow or freezing rain or, or some crazy weather, mm-hmm. and pitchers and catches are reporting in. And today, we're on Arizona. Reporting. Yep. It's baseball time, like officially. Yeah, about time. (laughs) I'm so excited. I was talking to you people as well, like recently, and I'm sure it's with you. Like I've I've never been more excited. I feel for baseball than right now, and it's not just it's not just baseball. Like it's because of what happened last year. I mean, for one, 
we had a weird season. Like this is going to be the first year of kind of normal baseball, right? And like basically two mm-hmm. years. And just as I mean, geez, Jim, as someone who has to you know talk about the Pirates, this, this podcast about the Pirates and baseball in general, you know, I, I feel like it's really been like a year and a half since we've had like real like baseball content, you know. It, yeah. All all of last off season, you know, is a little bit normal at first, but obviously with the Pirates, there wasn't much signings and movement going on. Um, and then we had the extended off season. So we had to go, uh, Ryan and I were talking about Northwest trees for a little bit. Um, you know, so it was a whole lot of baseball. It, it came back. <laughs> I remember the trees podcast. Do you remember the trees <laughs> podcast? <laughs> um, yeah, like it came back, but it was different. It was short. And then right back to an off season again, which of course, when you're the pirates, what's there really to talk about as well. So I'm just glad like there's baseball back for probably six solid months that we can sit down and talk about and enjoy. I'm so ready for this. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready for, I mean, today's the day where you're going to see all the pirates beat writers put up grainy cell phone videos of someone playing catch. And that's what I'm here for. There you go. That's what I'm here for today. I'm down for that. Yes. I'm down for that. Everyone's, you know, the best shape of their life. They're coming into camp, yep. the best shape of the life. This is the year we're going to find and read about 38 breakout articles from now until April. Um, it's it's great. It's it's the time of hope and wonder. <laughs> For some teams. For some teams. I don't know. I don't know if there's much hope on. Well, there's just things to do. There's, well, and, I mean, we'll get into things, but. It's a different type of hope. The Pirates have, the pirates have things. It's a type of hope, yeah. We there are things to watch and be hopeful for, right? I mean, you know, I don't think most of us are hoping and 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 wondering for you know a ninety one season and eighty one season, but maybe a nice little breakout from Mitch Keller, you know, seeing being hopeful that Cabrian Hayes is more of the twenty twenty you know Cabrian Hayes than maybe what we were thinking at first, and you know, again, different types of hopes. So I'm for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that works. So maybe we can get into what has happened. Um, for a while, we were hoping and wondering if the Pirates were going to sign a major league deal to some free agent. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before we had like a little bet if it was going to happen. And uh, lo and behold, uh, Jim, yesterday, Tyler Anderson signs with the Pirates. He's a left-handed pitcher. Two and a half million dollars, by the way. Not only did they sign, they broke the two million dollar threshold. What are your thoughts? Getting crazy. They're getting they're getting crazy on this splash in free agency on this pitcher, who is, by the way, 30, uh, 31 years old. I mean, I think this is the move that it finally took to put the pirates over the edge. I think they're they're very competitive for the NL Central now. That's that's a very good point. I mean, we've seen it, the the Dodgers and Padres have been cha- playing chess. It seems like yeah. for a month now, the Cardinals they went out and got Nolan Arenado. So the Pirates match it with Tyler Anderson, correct? Yeah, I mean, I Mr. I don't really Anderson. see it. <laughs> you've you've got you've got Tyler Anderson who clearly is is better than all those players that all those other teams have acquired. So. No, um, I, I, I actually, so, so just to 
I actually kind of like the deal um, that the Pirates rotation needed somebody in there who you could count on to throw 150 innings. You know, um, they don't really have that guy right now. Uh, you know, S- Stephen Brault may be your most reliable starting pitcher currently. Um, and, and what's kind of crazy about Tyler Anderson was when I was kind of, I was looking through his numbers and his stat cast page and all that. This guy, his stack has page almost identical to Steven Brault, by the way. So <laughs> very similar pitcher instead of fastball, slot, fastball changeup slider, fastball changeup cutter. Um, but looking at the actual stat cast um, numbers, almost identical to Steven Brault like when you go page to page. So as far as, you know, where they are with, you know, exit velocity, hard hit percentage, strikeout percentage, walk percentage, all those things. So, um, so if you're looking for a comp on Tyler Anderson, uh, Steven Brault's a decent comp, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, he's someone who can come in. He will be in the starting rotation um, and he will, he, he's at least a competent starting pitcher who can eat innings on a team that really they, they need somebody to go out there I and mean, they need somebody to pitch the games. Right. Um, right. You know, they, they're going to go out there and they're going to most likely lose a hundred plus games, but they still need, you know, in, in the course of a major league season, right. You take 162 games times nine, there's, there's about 1400 innings that you need to pitch. So Tyler Anderson, someone who can eat up some of those innings. There you go. Uh, you know, and uh, my next question to you also was going to be, you know, what do you think his role will be carved out? You know, some people are asking if he's going to be a reliever or a starter, and I'm with you. I mean, I think it's just going to be a starter just simply for the facts, as you've mentioned. I mean, he's going to be able to eat up innings. We know after last season, like, every team needs innings massively. So, mm-hmm. you know, him coming in, I, <clears throat> just as you said, I mean, this team is in a, a full rebuild. Just to get someone who's going to eat innings is worth a lot of money right now. And he is that veteran presence. You know, that's another thing we mentioned. There isn't too many veteran pitchers on this team uh, in this clubhouse and such. So he does provide that. So like for two and a half million dollars to protect some arms, you know, give you some insurance there, give you innings, give you some leader presence. That's definitely worth it. Uh, You know, this deal, um, I think you joked in your, in, in the group text as well. We're on to you, Jim, right? Put in there. Donardo asks, what do you think about Tyler Anderson? Jim's response. He's fine. <laughs> uh, I, I think this deal is fine as well. You know, it's it's not the sexy. You were the first go- one to say. You said it first today. I did. I did. I'm taking it. So you're rubbing off on me. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, this isn't the sexy. Let's buy into like a Corey Kluber, right? Let's buy into someone with high upside that we could maybe flip. This is just the. Uh, the safe, we need arms. Just get a guy in here that could do it. He's kind of cheap. <clears throat> it's fine, you know. Um, I'm with you. Like, there, there's some things about him. I mean, he doesn't give up hard contact at all. Um, his stuff is, it seems as if it's about average to below average. Um, he's got a lot of movement on his curve. Everything else is, again, about average, below average. Um, it isn't sexy by any means. So, like you said, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess actually a lot of people do find Stephen Brawl pretty sexy. But, <laughs> you know, there's not too much sexy about Stephen Brawl's game. Uh, and, again, that's that's probably a pretty good fair comp. 
Tyler Anderson as well. Not too much, too sexy. But he gets the job done. He gets out there. He was at Coors Field for most of his career. Uh, that was something I, I found interesting as well. I was like, you know what? Maybe look into this and see what has Tyler Anderson done away from Coors, right? Like, what's his home and away splits and stuff like that? Um, found it kind of odd that he was a lot worse away. So I don't know if I can say simply like the Coors Field did a lot of damage to his game. Uh, <laughs> he did better there. So Coors Field effect has been debunked. There you go. Tyler Anderson debunked it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, it, it's not that it's not that there's something too exciting about this, but I'm comfortable with this. I'm fine with this. Yeah, and, as, and I think they, they needed somebody because you look at the starting rotation and what it was looking like, right? You do Keller, Brault, Cool, who we still don't know if he's a starting pitcher, to be honest. Sure. Um, we also don't know how many innings he can throw. I was just going to say, so we don't have, even know how long he'll be on the team for. Potentially. Yeah, so cool. And then you've kind of got just like a bundle of guys, Brubaker, Ponce. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm missing some people. <laughs> but but at, at this point, you've, you've guys out there who, who knows if they're going to be able to throw over 100 innings this year um, and be – and I said, well, you're not looking for pitchers to go out there and be lights out, but you can't throw somebody a hundred innings out there who has like a six something ERA, right? You just can't do that. Well, I mean, you're just going to ruin the guy. I guess you could, but you could. The, the guy we've seen I mean, some pretty bad pitching performances in the past. <laughs> I guess we have, but, um, but, but yeah, Anderson's a guy who should be able to go out there, eat some innings, go out, you know, pitch five, six innings a day every fifth day and, and do it. I'm not going to say effectively, but respectable. Um, I mean, to in a point. way that like he, he's good enough to be a starting pitcher on a bad team. Right. Like he, I guess that's, that's kind of a good way to say it. Like is Tyler Anderson a starting pitcher on probably half of major league teams right now? Probably not. But you know, there's, there's, 10 or so teams he's good enough to be in their rotation and the pirates are one of them <laughs> and i think that's a fair point you know because he you're right i mean he's not going to be on the yankees he's not going to be on houston he's, he's probably not going to be even on the angels who desperately need pitching and such you know what i mean like some some solid competitive team and such but right like he is a starting pitcher you know when you look at his numbers overall i mean he has a career four six five era 446 fip um, five, eight war, you know, and basically, I mean, he's only pitched over like 115 innings once, um, you know, in 456 innings, 82 game start, almost a six war, you know, like I'm saying, like, it's not as if he's, he's not terrible. Like you said, he's fine. And, and it's, that's just what he is. He's fine. He's going to go out there. He's going to be fine. You know, he, he's not going to look great. You're not looking at this as saying like, this is someone that we could probably, maybe he changes some things up. He gets better. You flip with the deadline. He's going to be out there just giving you innings. We're going to lose a lot of games, but right. He's not going to be out there looking like Miguel Del Pozo. He's not going to be the tank commander of 2021. You know, he's like, he's going to be a respectable starting pitcher, a, a number five starter. That's just what it is. Um, so yeah. So again, like I'm, I'm perfectly okay with this. Yeah, I mean, I I really think that you know, compare. He's very comparable to Stephen Brault. 
They both I, had identical F4s last year. Um, and, I mean, looking through their careers, I mean, Anderson's probably actually been a little bit better. But I, I think that's – I think that's what you kind of expect out of Anderson. If you're looking look, looking to see, like, okay, what's what's this guy like? Mm-hmm. This guy's like Stephen Brault. And on top of that, too, what I was going to say here is, oh yeah, yeah, oh, um, the home run rate. I mean, so that's one thing. Him getting out of cores. I mean, he has given up the long ball quite a bit. You know, first career, mm-hmm. 1.4 home runs per nine innings. Um, coming over to PNC Park, I think that can help him. So maybe there's a little bit of upside to a sense in that. Like, I mean, that will get better likely. So maybe his numbers perform a little bit better over here at PNC. Um, and also on top of that, not just the fact that he's going from cores to PNC, but maybe we'll talk here a little bit later. Uh, MLB with the new baseball, right? It's it's almost, it's getting back to dead mm-hmm. ball season to a degree. We'll find out just how much of a degree, but the baseball is fundamentally changing. Um probably going to be a lot less home runs this year. So for someone who has a long ball issue, not only is he getting out of cores, but the new baseball coming into effect, that might help him as well. Yeah. And it doesn't help. I mean, he, he's kind of a fly ball pitcher right, right. now, um, which doesn't help, you know, when the balls are juiced. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, in 2019, he didn't pitch very much in 2019, but, yeah. One out of every three fly balls hit off of him, went over the fence. That's not good. That's not <laughs> that's good, Jim. Not, that's, that's not, not good. Um, last year, a lot better. Home run to fly ball ratio down to 6%, which mm-hmm. I think is actually kind of too low. That's probably He was probably a little lucky with that. Um, but the rest of his career has kind of been around 15, that area. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I, I yeah, I'll watch Tyler Anderson pitch some baseball. I'm cool with that. And I'll be glad to this year. I'm, I'm, I can't wait mm-hmm. to watch some baseball. I'm, I can't wait to watch Tyler Anderson pitch for the Pirates right now. <laughs> Cannot wait. There you go. So, I don't know. I think that kind of wraps up uh, Tyler Anderson. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about with him? No, I think we covered it. Sounds good. Um, maybe we'll move forward here. So Derek Schoen had some quotes yesterday. Nothing groundbreaking. One thing that did catch my eye was he did mention that Cole Tucker will have the majority of his playtime in the infield. Um, well, we'll still play some outfield to expand upon his versatility, but it looks as if they are focusing on Cole Tucker to be a infielder. Now, didn't specify shortstop. Did you say infield? Um so maybe we're going back. Last year we talked about, you know, is is it smart to have him playing everywhere because maybe his role is just carved out to be a utility guy? Uh, it seems as if they're going to be focusing more on Cole Tucker getting back to his game and being uh, an infielder, whether that be shortstop or second base or whatever. We'll find out. Uh, what what do you think about Shelton talking about that? Is his quote there? Um. I mean, I, I think it comes down to, you know, Cole Tucker coming up through the minors. All we, you know, we heard this whole time that he's, he's a major leaguer defensively already, you know? Um, and then last year he just played outfield the whole time. So it was, it, and, and that was really just because they needed a body out there. You know, the, the outfield just got decimated with, with either injuries 
and or people just being terrible and or people being traded away. So I think it was more just a roster construction issue last year. And I think this year, you know, the roster is constructed a little bit better in that they've got, you know, someone like Alford out there where that guy didn't exist last year. I guess you had Socrates Brito and people like that, but you know, that's, we, there really wasn't a fourth outfielder last year. Um, so Tucker kind of just had to be that guy. Um, I still think he, the, the bat, the bat needs to play in order for him to like find a position. Oh. He's got to hit. Sure. And if, if he can't, if the bat doesn't come around and develop, then the only thing he's going to be in the major leagues is a utility guy. So, I mean, I think this is just a year where it's, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to tank, I guess, find out, find out what you've got in Cole Tucker. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with Cole Tucker getting as much playing time as possible this year. Um, and I think really the only way you can find him that playing time in the infield is, I mean, you're either going to be taking a bats away from Kevin Newman, uh-huh. um, or I think you, you also have to trade, Adam Frazier. So maybe there's an Adam Frazier trade still on the horizon, you know, before the, before the beginning of the year, I think by doing that, it actually, like, I'm really surprised we haven't traded Adam Frazier yet, to be honest, because he would solve a lot of problems when it comes to this really crowded infield. Right. You know, you, you trade Adam Frazier away and then you can run a middle infield where you're basically splitting time between Newman Tucker and then, you know, sprinkling Gonzalez in there every now and then. Um, yeah. Cause right now they're just kind of, they're, they're, it's jumbled up. You've got all these guys who can play middle infield. None of them really can hit. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a weird roster construction. Um, and I think the only way that you can do it is by trading Frazier. You're absolutely right. And we talked yeah. about last year about Cole Tucker and the positions, I mean, part of it, of course, was the need of an outfielder, but also I think you you had that logjam at infield still. You had Newman coming off a fantastic rookie season, right? I mean, whatever you think about Newman, he hit. He hit his rookie year. You know, him and Brian Reynolds Mm -hmm. really showed their own. So there was no reason to take him off of shortstop. You still had Adam Frazier there, the veteran. You're not going to move him for Cole Tucker. So, you know, where's Cole going to play? This year, it's 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 more the same still. Like I understand they've shored up the outfield part. So there's not as much of a need for Cole to be there, but still, where are you finding at bats for him at, you know, in the infield this year? So Adam Frazier has to be on his way out. Don't you think? I, I just, I don't know what the holdup is as well. I don't know if, you know, mm-hmm. they have to wait for, you know, pieces to drop, which they've kind of been lately. Um, What's really the, yeah. the the need out there? Who wants to get Adam Frazier? I, I don't know. I, I think that might be some some hold up here. But right, even though you know Cole Tucker is going to get a lot of majority of the in, in, infield this year, it seems as if what you know uh, Sheldon's saying, I, I don't see it happening until like you said, like there is an actual Adam Frazier trade because then, and that's when I can finally see Newman maybe moving over to second base. Like that's what makes sense to me. Also, now, you mentioned he couldn't hit last year, but he also couldn't field. So. Cole Tucker, definitely the superior glove on that team. And if, if he does hit, and I, my reservation is still out there, but if he does hit and he can play short, that left field infield is nasty. By the way, that left side infield is just going to be nasty with Cole Tucker and Cabrian Hayes over there. But 
I digress. I, I don't know if he can hit enough. You know, like you said, his if he can hit, you know, him being utility. I mean, it's just how how well. Like, what are we talking about here? You know, he hasn't really performed well offensively his entire career. It's all been projections. But you know what? He never had in his life before. He never had Vanessa Hutchins. So maybe this is the year. His confidence is there. It's at an all-time high. He's got the flow. He's got the girl, right? Maybe it's time for Cole Tucker to shine and play shortstop this year. Um. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's just if, if the – if we're going to be getting people at bats, Adam Frazier can't be taking 600 play appearances, which if Adam Frazier is your second baseman, Adam Frazier probably getting 600 plate appearances or so. Um, Cause he's, he's the best player on the team, probably offensively. Um, maybe, you know, outside Hayes. So as far as I mean, you're, you're going to play Adam Frazier every day. Um, yes. I, I just, I, and you see, you keep seeing smoke, right? Like every month or so, there's a there's a national reporter who says, you know, Adam Fraser drawing interest. Adam mm-hmm. Fraser may be the next piece to move. So, I think there are talks out there. There are teams interested. I think you are right. There's maybe some teams out there who are looking to see maybe what else there is at the same time. Um, so maybe now that free agents are starting like the lower tier free agents are starting to sign and move um we, we may see something in this next month or so but uh right i mean yeah, when, like, the braves just, are signing jason yeah. kipnis to minor league deals it's mm-hmm. like all right come on there's got to be a need somewhere now for adam frazier um yeah i mean yeah exactly because i mean frazier's going to take up 600 plate appearances here and and with him on that team that's 600 plate appearances that you can't give to cole tucker or it, and th- or Kevin Newman. Right. And that's like what I was going to transition here too. It's like, you know, we, we've talked about is it smart to hold off on training some guys so the value comes, right? And that's been like the talk for a few years now for some people. Uh, we've seen now that Charrington, I mean, with Josh Bell, like just, just going to get rid of him, uh, move forward. And it's it's almost like with, with Adam Frazier, not only that, but it's like it's him being on the team is more detrimental than Josh Bell being on the team. Like I, I'm, I'm cool with waiting on Josh Bell potentially to see if he can get better to bring a better package back. Like with Adam Frazier, he's creating such a logjam for potential, right? Potential future guys, guys that I want to see, you know, get at bats right now. You know, I'll I'll take what I can get for Adam Frazier, unfortunately, right now to ensure, I'm saying this, right? North Carolina saying this, to ensure Adam Frazier's not a pirate in 2021. So that way we can give those at bats to Cole Tucker, Kevin Newman, and and other potential guys coming up through the system. Um, Because, right. I don't, I don't believe as much in Cole Tucker as maybe some others do, um, which isn't many people, I think, at this point. But I'm still willing to see it. Like, prove it to me, you know, because it is 2021. The, the Pirates are projected by some people. Yesterday, he put out 55 wins on the season. So if you're going to be a terrible team, right. I mean, go out there, be terrible, see what you got in these guys. Let Cole Tucker have 600 at-bats. Let him play shortstop the entire season. And if he is terrible doing it, well, you found out. You had nothing to lose, right? Mm-hmm. All to gain by seeing him play it. Do it. You know, see Kevin Newman at second base. See this stuff. So I just feel it's in the best interest for the Pirates, almost regardless, to have Adam Frazier traded by April 1st. 
Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. Wow. That must be a bad take then. <laughs> I changed my stance. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah. So, again, we talked about Cole Tucker here. Another thing he mentioned, which I'm only bringing this up because we talked about it last year a little bit. But, you know, Shelton did go ahead and say that Polanco will start in right. Reynolds mostly in left. And Tony Alford, uh, they are excited about what he did in his brief time last year in center with Brian Goodwin as well. So a few things with this quote I take is, so he's pretty much saying who he believes the starting in outfield is. I assume it's going to be Polanco, Reynolds, and Alford. A couple things with that. With a bad team, are, are you really announcing people? Are you really talking? Again, I know we talked about this last year as well for a bit. I mean, shouldn't it just be open competition and you're really not saying who you're you're projecting in your lineup right now? Because Tony yeah, Alford, I mean, I, I Alfred yeah. want anything right now just to get that quote. <laughs> there, there's no reason why Tony Alford should be handed anything right now. And I guess are we going with Tony? That's another thing too. So he said Tony. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, um, maybe it's Tony now. Maybe it's Tony. Yeah. I, okay. We'll we'll see. We'll see how he wants to be addressed. But <laughs> yeah, if, if his coach is calling, he's him also Tony, trying to then... get that good juju going. You know. Well, Tucker's yeah, got maybe. his new woman on the side. Anthony's now Tony. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with Tony Alford. Um, so you all, we I've discussed my thoughts on on Alford. Sure, you have. I don't think he's good. Again, I'm fine with giving him, you know, the at bats to to finally figure out once and for all if he is not good. Um, there's just nothing that I see there over the last four years of baseball that lead me to believe he's going to be a competent major league player. Um, but again, we suck. So we might as well just prove it to everybody, um, or prove, prove that I'm wrong. Uh, so I'm, I'm fine with all for getting at bats. I, I thought with the Goodwin signing that, you know, I mean, I think Goodwin's probably the best outfield option in center field but mm-hmm. again if you're if you're looking to just see who's good and who's not and who can play in the future then you know good one's not going to rack up 600 plate appearances right um i i do think polanco is your starting right fielder so i'm fine with that because there's really no one else there who can do it um Plus, you're paying him all that money. He just has to be there. And really, when Polanco is there and he's healthy, Polanco deserves to be there. Um, and yeah, Reynolds just needs to. Reynolds needs to find his his mojo back. He he was just off all last year. He never really got going at all. Right. Um, I, mean, I can't and, even and remember any short stretch. Yeah, I'm not too worried about Reynolds. Like, if he does this again, then yeah, let's. It's time to start worrying. But if you look across the league in baseball last year, it was just a weird season. A lot of people put up terrible stat lines. A lot of really good major league baseball players put up terrible stat lines last year. Um, And ninety percent of them were Pirates. Yeah. So, (laughs) so so I'm willing to give him the shot. The the uh, you know, another shot there before I, before I started writing him off, but he does have to kind of show something this year. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, I mean, yeah. 
Brian Reynolds turns into like one of the veterans on this team at this point. But right, mm-hmm. like he had a fantastic rookie season, as I mentioned, like along with Newman. Uh, and last year, both players, you know, really had very bad offense seasons. But right, I mean, there's a lot going on just in the year, but also in his life. I mean, he just became a father and, and all this. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to go ahead and ignore that as I am with most players of 2020. And say, let's, you know, restart, have 2021 go. So yeah, Brian Reynolds pencils in there. Also with Polanco penciling in right field. You know, I think the difference is, like, we talk about Adam Frazier. Like, just get rid of him, right? Well, I mean, at least he also presents value to a degree. Polanco doesn't. But the thing about Polanco as well is he's not blocking anyone. Like, I'm not worried about Polanco being right field because we can't get X, Y, Z in here. You know, these guys that are willing to watch for the outfield. You know, with Polanco, I feel as if I'm willing to give him at-bats because I want to see him maybe turn around and we'll probably still have to eat some money as the pirates to make a trade. But if he can show something, maybe he, he can present some trade value uh, at the deadline or such. Cause you're right. Like we know we've seen it from Polongo. It sucks that it's never been what it was supposed to be. You know, like this yeah. outfield of Kutch and Marte and Polanco, like the, the dream outfield never really came to fruition. Most of that was because of Polanco's play, but he has talent. So you know, I'm, I'm casing him there as well. Yeah, with center field, you know, the quote was more or less, it seemed as if, like, Alfred's going to get the starting role. And when we talked last Thursday, you know, after the Goodwin signing, it was like, maybe he's the, you know, there's probably going to be a platoon of some sort there. Both guys will get at-bats, but it's almost like maybe Goodwin's the the first man up, and it's, you know, Alfred's second. This one seemed reversed. It seems like maybe they're going with Alfred this year, and Goodwin's the fourth outfielder, per se. So I find that a little bit interesting. Uh, of course, spring is upon us. I'm sure there will be a true competition, and we'll, we'll, we'll find out. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I still just, especially with teams this bad, and mostly this young, I still just have some some irritation level when already we're talking and penciling people in. You know, I, I just right, right. I, I just don't <clears throat> get it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, Shelton was penciling people in in October. I felt like <laughs> like a postseason interviews, but um, now, so so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So, okay, who's the opening day center fielder? I mean, based on this, Alfred, I guess. I I, I couldn't tell you though because yeah. with Alfred, I think it's more potential. Obviously, I think the reason he's on the team. I mean, Charrington is familiar with him, and maybe he can. It's potential reasons. Um, it's not as if Goodwin's a stud, but he's done it before. You know, like if I were to bet my money, I would bet on Goodwin because I've seen it. It's not great, but he's been very much like uh, like Anderson. He, he's a competent, he's a respectable MLB player. He's probably not going to be on twenty teams, you know. But there's going to be ten teams that he can play for, and he's not going to hurt you. Uh so that's why I would say Anderson or Anderson. Well, I would say like Goodwin. Other other than you know Alfred, he could be that guy that's going to hurt you. Like he's probably not on too many starting major league teams right now. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to say I'm going to say Goodwin is the starting center fielder opening day. I would take that. Back. I mean, un- unless Alfred like comes oh. out. Like I, I think if both of them just have like mediocre springs, I think Goodwin's the guy. And but unless Alfred comes out and like lights up spring, then I think you you roll with him. But it I think that actually will be 
the the only really the only um position spot that there's going to be a competition for i mean it sounds like everybody else is pretty much settled right unless a fraser trade and then yeah, still likely Newman. It slides over to second. Call it short. Yeah, I mean, even I even if the Frazier trade happens, it, I think they're pretty locked into Gonzalez. Like Gonzalez is going to well, be the guy who can play second, short, and third. You know, and give people days off. Yeah, um, I think, but I think you know Newman. As of right now, it's Newman and Frazier. But if Frazier goes, then it's Newman and Tucker. I was going to say, I mean, you don't know. Like, Eric Gonzalez could be Fernando Tatis Jr. again, and maybe it is Cole Tucker who's the second, short, third. Um, anyways, to go back, it's I feel I would bet my money on Goodwin as well. Again, he's done it. He is a major leaguer. We're not sure if Alfred is even a major leaguer yet. But, like, these type of quotes lead me to believe, unless there's some bias, you know I mean? They're really pushing and want Alfred to be the starting center fielder. Like you said, if they're both mediocre – is it still Alpha that gets it? Because that's that's the guy they want to see opposed to Goodwin. That, that's my only reservation. You know, this type yeah. of quote, again, makes me believe it's like they want Alpha to be the starting center fielder. And they want Goodwin to be like the fourth outfielder. So I almost feel like if it is neck and neck, Alfred gets the nod. But I, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Give, us a, give us some at-bats first, Jim. Come on, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I'm I'm fine with him getting some playing time to prove that he's not that good. <laughs> and hopefully and hopefully I'm wrong. I mean, I want him to be good, but I just I don't see it. Like I'm looking at everything here and I don't see it. And that's okay. That's okay. So uh, I, I would be rather yeah. proven wrong and be happy about it. But you're right. Like if we're gonna evaluate this and look at this, uh I, I'm not sold either at all, but I know there's talent. He's very athletic. We know how athletic he is. Uh, Tyler's not on the show right now, but Tyler knows how athletic he is. I mean, the football player, he loves talking about it. So, you know, I'm, I'm willing to go ahead and see it. Cause again, with this 2021 season, who cares? Who cares? I'm not here trying to win. We're trying to evaluate people to see what the future is. So take it for what it is. Um, I think the last topic we can kind of wrap up on here a little bit um, is just the fact that, again, we talked about baseball changing the baseball itself. Um, even though they told us they never did to begin with, Jim, right? There was no fundamental change to the baseball. People are just hitting home runs now. Uh, the baseball right. was juiced. It was now proven because baseball has said that they're going to change it back to you know what it was. I don't know to the degree of what it was, but they are going to de-juice the baseball this year. Um so I think one thing we can talk about here to wrap up is with baseball changing, with MLB changing the baseball, I, I think obviously there's going to be pitchers that can benefit from this. Looking at the Pirates roster, who do you think this might benefit the most? Or do you want me to start? Because I have some thoughts. Who does it benefit the most? Because I mean, I'm probably a pitcher. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I, I, I guess I'll go with like Brault. Okay. Keller, maybe. I mean, 
I, I haven't really looked at the numbers. Well, I mean, basically we'd have to look to see who's, who's a pitcher who, whose fly ball to home run ratio was just entirely too high. Well, then like I said, I'll I'll start here if you want. Uh, The one thing you you start. So it's a guy we talked about as well. It's a guy who's potentially on the trade block and and maybe it's even more reason to see him start the season as a pirate this year than trade him right now. And I think it's Chad Cole. Like I think Chad Cole is a very good example because he's coming back from Tommy John last year. You know, he's been out of baseball a little bit. Want to see what he, he can do. He showed flashes of being a very competent pitcher. I mean, some of this stuff was very, very filthy. Um, but I felt as if he, he did. He like the long ball really, really hurt him. When you look at last year, he gave up uh 1.5 home runs per nine. His uh home run to fly ball rate was 19, 19%. Right. He had one really, really, really bad start. I believe it was like two innings he pitched, but he gave up like eight earned runs. He had like six walks. Like he, he got crushed, but it was like almost outside that start. He was a very competent type of pitcher. And it seemed as if he always gave up a home run every single game. You know, that really hurt him that, you know, he's looking really good, looking really good. And that home run just kind of deflated a lot of stuff. But Chad Cole out now with a new baseball. I feel, and again, another season away from Tommy John, new pitching coach, you know, a full actual regular normal season. I think Chad Cool might be the guy to look at. He was the guy to look at for me last year. Like I was very intrigued about Chad Cool, and now the new baseball, I'm even more intrigued now. So maybe it's time to go into 2021. You got Chad Cool on the roster. He's pitching. He's pitching well, and it's time to trade him at the deadline because he looks like a pretty solid, solid pitcher. You know, I think it's going <clears> to <throat> aid the most. Who's that? Trevor Williams. Well, I actually really fully agree on that also. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's with the Cubs, so <laughs> that doesn't really help us now. Maybe this news should have came out before the non-tender deadline. The <laughs> right. could have been like, hey, maybe now Trevor Williams won't give up a home run every once every four uh, fly balls. Right. But yeah, Trevor Williams, 24.2 home run to fly ball ratio. One out of every four fly balls went over the fence for Trevor Williams last year. It really um, hurt him. So, yeah. So, now that he's gone, watch him now go on to be, like, back to 20. A young candidate now, right? I mean, that's just how it goes. Trevor Williams. Yeah. He left the Pirates. A young. Yeah. No, I, I like the cool pick because he, he was kind of, like, remember, remember, like, when Archer first came over and it was, like, Archer would look really, really good, but then he'd he'd throw a two seam fastball <laughs> or a change up and it would go over the fence. Right. Um, so I, I, I like that. I think cool definitely could benefit. Um, I think another person too, who is, is more of a fly ball guy who maybe, maybe we're not talking about just cause he's not a starter, but um, rich rod. Yes. That was my like rich rod. Like rich rod as a reliever has proven that he can be pretty good. Um, but he is susceptible to the long ball. You know, that's kind of like the one thing there is he, he gives up home runs, but other than that, that's, that's like it. Um, so maybe you see Rich Rod even take a step up into being an even more effective reliever. 
I, and I fully depending agree. on how much depending on how much the balls are actually dead. And, and again, right? I mean, we got to see yeah. exactly what to you know what to degree and level that it is. But right, I feel like and it's it's nice too because those are two guys that we potentially could trade. You know, Chad Cool definitely. Mm-hmm. Rich Rod as a reliever. You're right. I mean, he had a fantastic 2018. 2019 was really bad, and it was really bad because of long ball. It seemed almost like every time he was out there, he gave up a home run, (laughs) didn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, and it carried over a little bit last year, not too much. But, right, like, that's a guy. He is a reliever. We've seen he's been very effective as a reliever. He doesn't walk a ton of people. He strikes out some guys. So, you know, with the trade deadline this year, we know how, you know, arms are needed, especially this year. If both guys are healthy and cool and rich rod, I think they both could present some decent value because of the type of pitchers they are and with the, the potential of the de-juicing of the baseball. There's two guys that could really benefit. So I guess good for the Pirates in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, that, that's, that, was, that is my pick. That was my pick to click for the de-juiced balls. The de-juiced balls. <laughs> and I was going to say, on the offensive side, maybe now Adam Frazier does have more value because he's never been a home run second baseman. And now, like you said, it seems like every second baseman and shortstop can hit at least 10 home runs these days. So those are going away. Adam Frazier, we know, can make contact. Maybe his value increases a little bit as well because he's now tightening up that gap as far as talent level. Maybe. Maybe. I'm more hopeful on that one. Opposed yeah, we'll to Cool and we'll and Rich Rod, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to grasp something to get Adam Frazier yeah. from trade value and out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know if it benefits any hitters. <laughs> you know, deadening the ball probably not a good thing for hitters, right? Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It should. It, I'm I'm curious to see if it actually has any effect. Well, I guess that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I don't know. They're screwing yeah, up minor we'll league baseball with it, though. That's what's, that's actually what's pissing me off. Yeah, minor league baseball is going to be all weird. They'll have they'll have dead balls. They'll have juiced balls. They'll be just mixed in with each other. They're right. Going to know what's what. You don't you don't know yeah. what baseball they're going to be playing with. How are you going to evaluate? I mean, we went a whole season with no minor league season to evaluate prospects, and now we're going to have a season of we don't know what baseball they're using to try to evaluate. So this is going to be fun. When Lolo Sanchez is out there hitting like three or four home runs in a game, then we'll know which baseballs they're using. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> All right. So I think that pretty much wraps everything up here. Um, anything else? Any last words, Jim? No, pitchers and catchers report today. It's exciting. Um, check out your Twitter feed today. It'll be full of, uh, of uh, baseball, actually. Yes. I'm excited. Let's do it. All right. We will see you guys later then. Tomorrow we'll have Norse NS9 live. And uh, talk to you then. Bye-bye. See ya.